Welcome to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Corian K. Pad Padgett, and this is your number one source for all things sports, health, and fitness related. Oh, hold on, Coach. What does For the Health of It stand for? Good question, Austin. The For and For the Health of It stands for our four principles, which are mindset, movement, nutrition, and recovery. Okay, cool. Let's do it for the health of it then. Welcome to another edition of For the Health of It. I'm your host, Corian K. Pad Padgett, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we're diving into the a different avenue. We're going into esports, and we have with us the last Black Spartan, RJ. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing today? Doing quite well. Doing quite well. Austin, man, you can. Uh, I know you usually play the producer role, but feel free. It sounds like you know what you're talking about. Feel free to jump in whenever you want. All right, definitely. I will, Coach. Good deal. Good deal. So, uh, RJ, uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about the esports. Uh, I watched a, do a documentary one time. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, the King of Kong or something like that. Uh, it was about the guy that played the Donkey Kong uh, console mm. uh, arcade game. Did you ever see that one? I don't think I've seen that one, but I think I know a little what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Well, uh, tell me a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, we, uh, Me and you, we just talked about our ages. We're younger than that. Well, so mm. that's, that's before our time, but... Yeah. Give me your introduction to, or give me your the the quick abbreviated history of uh, esports and then how you got into gaming. So esports dates back pretty far. Like I think the furthest thing I can remember is like some of those Nintendo championship things where they'd have like it was a whole spectacle of like, you know, they would just play for like the highest score. That's what that's really where it started. It's like you know who could play the highest, you know who could get the highest score in a given like arcade game like if anybody remembers nick arcade right. that was basically yeah. like you know esports before it was called esports like um just going to the arcade basically and just competing for the high score yeah yeah esports is okay. any anytime you compete in a video game no matter what it is it could be a high score it could be you know to win it could be a team base it could be solo like any fighting video game dating all the way back to like mortal kombat virtual fighter you know, oh, if there was fighter. Street Fighter, if there was tournaments yeah. for it, it was the eSport. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, how did you get into gaming? I got into gaming when I was around three or four years old. Um, I got a Sega Genesis for, Genesis for Christmas. My first game was oh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. Do and you still play Sonic before you uh, finish that? I'm still, still I'm still a fan of Sonic. I actually have a stream goal that if I hit a certain amount of followers, I'll play through Sonic Adventure Two uh, for twelve straight hours. Okay, cool. cool that's cool. That, that's, uh, that's that's one of my favorite Sonic games, man. Uh, Mine too. My, my, my introduction, <laughs> yeah. like you said, I don't know if you have any older brothers or uh, older siblings, but uh, mine had had the uh, Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Mm. Uh, so of course, you know when I was born. In 88, we already had the regular Nintendo in the house. So, you know, yeah. I was born into it. And then, but my first console of myself was also the Sonic, uh, or was the Sega Genesis. And it was packaged with uh, Sonic 2, like you just said. So we probably had the same, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually still have my copy of it. I found it when I went home and I brought it with me. So I still have the copy. It has me and my younger brother's uh, name on it. Nice. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm the oldest of two. We're actually uh, pretty close in age, like a year and a half apart. Not too, not too far. So, so, so do you plan on selling that uh, memorabilia for uh, autographs sooner or later? <laughs> you know, I might let my kids decide that down the road. <laughs> like, I have some, like you yeah. know, I'm gonna hand it down to them. It's like y'all do what y'all want with it, but 
if you sell it, it will break my heart. I'm just going to tell them right. that. Right. <laughs> so, so before we go any further, man, I want to get a side question. Are, are you a Sega fan? I I am a Sega fan. You know, it's sad to see them go the way they've gone. Like, I'm, you know, I'm still glad there's a huge Sonic fan base that's kind right. of resurged in the past few years. Um, whoever they, whoever's running their social media has done a great job of keeping it entertaining. And I saw the movie this year, and I thought it was great. It was great. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it, I, I, me and my wife watched it. Uh, it, it I think it came out right before quarantine started, and then they like did a great job getting mm-hmm. pushed out. Uh, and me and my wife watched it, man. We we loved it. She really enjoyed. It. She didn't think she was gonna like it, but man, she ate that same. Well. <laughs> <laughs> my girl. My girl did not mind sharing that movie with her Valentine's Day at all. So we went and saw it, and she was like, I thought it was nice. I was like, Yay! (laughs) I was very excited. So so, uh, back to to Sega, did you you own a Saturn or a Dreamcast? I didn't get a Saturn because I was kind of busy with a 64 and a PlayStation at the time. But I did get a Dreamcast. Like, that was a must-have. Um... And I had Sonic Adventure. I had a couple other games. Uh, one of my friends actually had an import of like, oh, what is the name of that game? It was like a party game, Power Stone. I think it was Power Stone 2. So he would bring it to the house and we would play that. And that was just like wow. a good old time. I feel left out for, for not knowing any of this. I just want to <laughs> say I just want to say that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, man, but uh, RJ, man, I, there's nobody around like it. Where I'm at, it's just me and my wife, really. And uh, mm. of course, you know, I can call my brother up anytime. But even growing up, nobody in my neighborhood had a Sega Saturn or a Dreamcast. So I always felt like an outcast because you know nobody else had those two systems but me. Like you know, I've met a couple guys, you know, uh, after both those systems died that had mm. uh, had them. But other than that, man, it, it was nothing. And then uh, I lost the Dreamcast, you know, uh, oh, well, you don't know this, but I'm from Biloxi, Mississippi, 2005, okay. Hurricane Katrina came, lost all that. So, yeah. I feel okay. Yeah. That's yeah. sad, man. It's all good. Yeah. I'm, it's all good. I, uh, I've been doing some e-window shopping on uh, on Goodwill. And uh, Goodwill Goodwill looks like a nice little, uh, mm. nice little spot to hit up some stuff. Yeah, you never know. You got eBay. You got, you know, certain Amazon <laughs> sellers and stuff. Uh, you can find them. You could definitely still find them. Like you might run right. run into one at a GameStop. You never know. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, they're, and they're relatively cheap too. Like I was like, huh, that's not that's not what I was expecting to pay for. So I would, I would definitely cop that. Definitely not what we paid back in '89 <laughs> or 2000, whenever it was. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. Uh, so uh, I, that's enough of our little side tangent. But uh, you were talking yeah. about Nick uh, Nick Arcade. Uh, so about when did esports really start? taken off so it didn't really start being called esports until you know early in the last decade like maybe early 2000s like 2011 12 when it really started to emerge and i'll get into that in a minute but um you know fighting game terms have been around in like you know other countries and even on this side of the coast in uh, california for a long time like 2001 like you know late 90s 2003 right evo started I think in 2001 in San Francisco okay. and now it's the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. And it is usually wow. held in Vegas in uh, I think in the Luxor last time I checked. Okay. You said but, Evo, am I correct? Yeah. Evo. Okay. Well, is that a abbreviation or is that? I think it stands for, I think it's just short for evolution. 
fighting, okay, cool, something like cool. that. All right. Um, but it's you know it includes usually nine games, and they you know cycle them out. You know, like if a new version comes out, they'll include that. Uh, and then they have like the main stage, and it it pulls in tons of viewership on Twitch and stuff like that. But fighting games have always been like historically what yeah. professional gaming has been all about. Correct. And then over in I want to say like in Asia, mostly in like Korea, Japan. You have you Overwatch, had, am I correct? Even before like, that, you had StarCraft. Okay. You, okay. Had Star, wow. you had StarCraft on PC, and then Unreal Tournament used to have tournaments, and then MLG started to come around around the time I was in high school. And we tried to compete in Halo 2 at the time, yeah. but we mm-hmm. didn't really make it out of a qualifier, so we, you know, we kind of, our dream got shut down right then and there. Um, but we were, we were pretty good online, just, you know, doing the LAN thing wasn't as easy as we thought it would be. Wow. Um, and then, you know, when League of Legends came around in 2010, they they really kind of bolstered the whole esports scene. Like that's yes. when businesses started to take notice, and that's when they started calling it esports. So esports yes. is really more so a business term, but it's been adopted by the community as like just you know it's easier than saying professional gaming or professional gaming athlete. Like it's yeah. just it's just easier to just go ahead and say esports. So with like League of Legends, like I've, I've actually seen it on ESPN and things of that matter. So is, is League of Legends like the because basically you were hinting at it? Uh, e- League of Legends is basically like the reason that it's esports, or that brace base that brought that game brought esports into recognition. Am I yeah. correct on that? Okay. I would say I would say that was the biggest like you know turn as far as esports goes. Like that kind of really brought on like this surgence of like okay, like if people can play this professionally, then like you know you should pay attention to fighting games and like other games like League of Legends, like Dota, uh, things of that nature. And then, you know, the shooters started to give off. CSGO just kind of blew up yes. once again. Because Counter-Strike has been around for a minute. Yes. Like, yes. And that, but with CSGO, they really brought that to the forefront. It's very popular in Europe. Wow. Uh, a little bit in Brazil. Brazil is really starting to develop their own esports scene as of late. Um, I actually get some Brazilian viewers sometimes. It's crazy. But... Um, yeah, that's really when things start to just boom out of nowhere. And that's when I really started to pay attention because I was watching Twitch at the time. Like, I would just watch it at work. Um, yeah. Just for context, I'm a software engineer by by day. Um, okay. So I would just, you know, I would watch tournaments or recaps of tournaments and just, you know, it's a good way to learn how to, like, you know, play the game at a professional level because, like, these guys are get paid to play the same wow. game you play. The same yeah. game you play. So it's like, why wouldn't I want to learn from them and at least be better than my friend or community? Like, Okay. Why not? So can I uh, reference to this with like fighting games and like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter? Why, as you said before, that this was going on before League of Legends came into the picture? Mm-hmm. Why hadn't fighting games took on that title of esports? Why did it take another game as League of Legends to? I mean, if you can give me insight on that. Why I, def- I definitely can. Um, fighting games has always been more of a grassroots kind of like thing. Mm-hmm. And it's always a little bit more rough around the edges with fighting games. Like, you know, people will kind of just do and say whatever in fighting games. There's a lot of trash talk, you know, yeah. online, offline, you know, True. Occasionally, <laughs> like fights will break out at events and stuff like that. You know, things we get serious. Also just, you know, to move into the topic for real, for real fighting games has the biggest, probably the best diversity among all esports. Like, you know, you'll find people from all over the place, every aspect, every walk of life in fighting games and they'll be successful at it like you have yes. sonic fox for sonic example. Fox, man yeah, he's just yeah. he's just this this random black kid who's also a furry and also gay and it's just like he's really set the tone for like fighting game 
fighting games having the biggest, you know, diversity in all of esports. Because a lot of, like, League of Legends, even though it set the tone, really struggles with having more people of color in the sport. Yes. So, yeah. like, you don't really see a lot of black people. Like, Afro was the best example. There are some people in Europe here and there, but, like, you don't really see it in CSGO or League of Legends or, you know, Fortnite, not as much, but it's it's getting there a little bit. Right. Yeah. But fighting games has always been, like, you know, this is the color folks are here. So maybe that's why brands shied away just, you know, racially or just it was wow. a little too rough around the edges. Or maybe they just the the community, the FGC wasn't open to like branding at the time. They didn't really know how that would work. Gotcha. So once League of Legends kind of opened the door for brands to get involved, that's when fighting games kind of started to resurge. And now you have stuff like Evo, Evo Japan, like Capcom okay. has their own circuits and yeah. stuff like that, Smash Brothers and stuff. So. Okay. Is Sonic Fox not on social media? Because I, I did a quick search. I didn't go deep into it, but it was mm. hard to find him. Last time I checked, he was. He was he usually pretty active on Twitter. Right. I'm not really sure about Instagram, but um, he did have to switch teams. His team kind of, um, Echo Fox kind of disbanded after the whole Rick Fox uh, oh. fiasco. Uh, what what happened with that? Because I was, you know, I, I'm not following real hard, but, you know, when I saw Rick Fox had his own team, I'm a Laker guy. I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's Rick Fox, man. You know, <laughs> Echo Fox, right. man. Yeah. So, uh, if you know anything about that Echo Fox situation, can you uh, tell us about that? So, as far as I know, and let me just say, Rick Fox has been one of my favorite people in esports because, like, here you have this this championship NBA like legend, legend basically, yeah. who got into gaming because he wanted to play, you know, bond with his son, and really just got into the idea of like competitive gaming. So he's been an advocate for it, even still is today, about just, you know, spreading the word on esports and saying, like, you know, these guys are real athletes. Like, you know, they're doing things that most of us can never do. Right. Like, you know, freakish, like freakish reflexes, like commitment. Like, it's just they're just as much of an athlete as he was. So him, he was also, you know, a catalyst for esports being where it is today. Now, as far as his situation with Echo Fox, he basically just had a disagreement with his partner who... I might say is you know racist and also just greedy so he kind of you know was just the downfall of the team well the franchise as a whole and i hate to see that because i actually liked a lot of echo fox players like they had a lot of good fighting players they had a good league of legends team like they were branching out everywhere so to see that happen was kind of heartbreaking for me um, because he really didn't deserve that right 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 okay okay so uh let's Let's see. We uh, you, we mentioned going into the people of color that's in esports, and one of the things, man, you know, I'm a black guy. Austin's a black guy. Uh, my pro- my my brand is black. You know, uh, mm-hmm. one guy even asked me when I when I promoted it one time. He was like, you know, if you're not promoting white people, you're racist. And I'm like, well, as soon as a white person reaches back out to me, not that I haven't had white people yeah. on the podcast, but mm-hmm. the majority of people I had on have been black. You know, so shout out to us, you know, and then right. I've reached out to white athletes and they haven't reached back out to me. So, you know, shout out to the two white guys I've had have on and because, you know, I, I got deep respect for them. They're both very intelligent in what they do. But, right. Uh, speaking of blacks and esports, man, uh, I found your page. I think I did like a hashtag search of like black esports or something like that. And you pulled up and you did like a I don't know if it was this past year or last year when you did like six or seven posts, if not more, of uh, esports, blacks and esports. And that's how I really found you. So 
every year uh, during Black History Month, I usually um, dedicate like all my Instagram posts on whatever account. I did it on my uh, gaming account this year because I'm just trying to grow that brand out. But I always do like, you know, 28 days or 29 days of Blacks in whatever. So it could be anime, gaming, it could be esports, it could be cosplay. So, you know, I just kind of, I've been doing that for like five years now. Okay. And so it's just, it's just something fun for me to do because it also gives me an opportunity to learn more about whatever industry I'm highlighting. And this year just having to be esports because I was like, I know a lot of, you know, I've seen and studied a lot of athletes and like commentators and stuff like that uh, in esports. So I was like, this would be a good opportunity and also maybe they'll like the post and I can get some networking in. So that's kind of my motivation behind that. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense to me. Uh, so I have a quick theory. It, it's, it's, I just came up with it like a week ago uh, mm-hmm. of why we see less Blacks in PC gaming. And feel free to step in and correct me if I ever misspeak on this. Uh, but I feel like we see more Blacks in console gaming versus PC gaming because mm-hmm. – uh, generally speaking, blacks are you know more disenfranchised than whites, and but so it's cheaper to own and easier to own a console versus a PC. And that's why you probably have more blacks in console gaming versus PC gaming. Can I uh, say something about that too before okay. you uh, answer, Black? Black mm-hmm. Um, for me myself, with dealing with that, I had but until I started actually gaming online, I kn- I knew nothing about PC. No, nothing of where to get a PC or how to build. Like friends were telling me when once I got to college how they built computers and played certain games. I was like, "Well, you can do that." I was like, "But that's just my experience on it." But I'll um, just let you answer that too, uh, Black Spartan. Of course, I just have oh, to put that. Yeah. that's that's good input. And Corey, your theory is pretty much spot on. Like, it's just the entry point for PC gaming is a lot more difficult than a console gaming. Like, you know, you can just go to almost any store or online is buy a console, you set it, like, you plug it in, and you're good to go. It's, it's relatively simple, but for PC gaming, it can be a lot more difficult, um, especially just in my generation. I'm, you know, I'm probably a little more PC literate than a lot of people in my, like, class and, like, generation, for, you know, past friends that I've had, but I actually PC game when I was in high school a little bit. It was on the family computer, mm-hmm. of course, you know, had to turn certain settings down just to play the game but i used to play warcraft 3 and like you know starcraft and a little bit of um unreal tournament you know just anything that i could get my hands on it was just that was my first real branching out into pc gaming but i was the only one doing it all my friends were on xbox so you know i kind of just gravitated towards halo and other games like that just for the social aspect of it but i didn't get into pc gaming until about two years ago and all my friends decided that consoles were no longer the move now i do have a diverse group of friends i'm like maybe one of two black guys among eight in that particular group that i game with but you know they really kind of ushered me into this whole pc thing and my first build was relatively cheap for a custom build it was about 1200 for just the parts and everything and that included a monitor and all the other stuff but how long did it take you um let me see my friend really walked me through everything and like you know help me wow. pick out the parts and everything. It was about a month or two of a process because they were really just tired of me playing League of Legends on a MacBook. <laughs> was it hey, Alienware? I... Huh? Was it Alienware? No, it was cause it was built like we bought the case, yeah. we bought the motherboard, we bought the um the wow. CPU, the GPU, all that was like, you know, picked out hand by hand okay. uh online. I ordered all the parts, um, sent them to my friend, he built it and then shipped it to me when I lived in Atlanta. 
Nice. Uh, and that was my wow. first gaming PC. This time around, I did a lot of the picking myself because I kind of knew what I was doing. And it was a much more expensive build because I was like, I want to stream. I want to, you know, I don't want to have no issues at least for two, three years with streaming and playing like high quality games. Um, so how, roughly how much did this one cost you to uh, do? I want to say 2500 Okay, okay. So, okay. I was going to ask you also, was it like winning a championship when you built that thing? And <laughs> Man, it was like when it was done and it was running and I played my first game on it, I, I was in love with this thing. I was like, oh, this, is what, this is what I deserve. This is what I always wanted. But I will ooh, say that ooh. the PC market is starting to open up a little bit. Now, it's crazy what the story I heard about um, Nipsey Hussle and how yeah. he built a computer from the ground up, which is parts he would find in the trash outside the tech stores or like whatever he could get off the street. He built that when he was like way younger than I was when I built my first one. So it was just like, it's possible, but he was just more motivated to do that just to learn about technology. You can find, you know, cheaper parts. You can find cheap pre-builds. There's nothing wrong with a pre-built computer. A lot of them come with just what you need to run simple games like Fortnite, League of Legends. You can run that on anything. Right. Like mm -hmm. honestly, truly. And those are some of the biggest esports in the world right now. So yeah. like people are just like learned about it. I think just lack of information is also a factor that, you know, people didn't realize that you could play these games on like the family PC if you really right. want to. Right. Like if you want optimal experience, of course you want to build something like me, but that shouldn't stop you from exploring the options of, you know, buying a pre-built, learning more about it, and then maybe building your own after a couple of those. Right. So, uh, it's, it's funny because, man, you, you sound a lot like my older brother. And, like, he, he like I said, he got <laughs> into gaming. And uh, I, I was telling my wife the story the other day, man. I didn't tell her how he bought his uh, PlayStation. His first job was at a, a casino down in Biloxi called the Isle Capri. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a little summer job you can get, like, before, like, working through the Boys and Girls Club. So that's how he bought his first PlayStation from the Toys R Us. And then uh, – <laughs> what, six, seven years later, whenever the PlayStation 2 comes out, this Joker is working on base at a place called the BX or the Exchange or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember he told me like a week or two in advance, he was like, hey, on this day, I'm buying a PlayStation 2. And it was like the drop weekend or the yeah. week after or something. Yeah. This Joker rode his bike <laughs> on base oh, man. and back. With the PlayStation 2, like, he, he rode out there with, with what, two $300, goes and get the PlayStation 2, rides all the way back to our house in Austin. That Just, just to give you a uh, sense of perspective, it's mm -hmm. like ride, riding from Jim Hill no. to the past Hughes Field, right? It, yeah. It's, it's that far. <laughs> it's, it's – it's, it's a that's that's really kind of cutting it short. It, yeah, that yeah. I mean, Jim here to Hughes is not too far away, right? You know? But this was this is far. Uh, uh, Spark. If I could, I don't know how to give you a reference range, but it, well, you it said was about Austin. Two, you said Austin, right? Yeah, it was about what? two or three miles, maybe. That's what you're trying to say, Coach. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. easily five miles. Wow, easily five miles from where we were, and he rode it and. I remember we didn't have no good bikes. I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he got pretty lucky. And I, I remember one of the first games we played on there was Grand Theft Auto 3. I'm in the seventh oh. grade. He's a senior in high school at this time. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're in a lower in, uh, lower income neighborhood, all you know, single mom. She don't she has no idea 
why there's like 10 people in my brother's room and all of us are taking like a five minute turn on this GTA. Man, that, oh, that was one man. of the dopest experiences. And then, uh, man, taking turns. Hey, imagine you though, coach. You said you was a seventh grader and your uh, brother was in high school. You asked, Can I play the game? Can I play the game? <laughs> like, well, I, I just literally hopped in next, man, because like it was, oh, it was like 10 of us in there, and uh, man, it was, it was a fun experience. And then, this Joker, man. He really, I don't want to take from your time, uh, Spartan, because we're going to get you back on. Mm, but he, yeah. he 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 tried to mod his PS2. Broke it. Mm. His girlfriend at the time was so in love with him. He ended up marrying her. Uh, uh, okay. And so she was so in love with him, gave her, or gave him her PS2. And he, he modded that one correctly. Oh, wow. So, she must have really loved him because I wouldn't have did it, you know. Yeah, lost. <laughs> no, no, no way in the world, you know. Uh, but from there, he got into building his own PC and all that stuff, like you said, man. Uh, mm. so was uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. So, uh, Spartan, since we talked about coach side of remembering games mm. and consoles of that matter, yeah, go for it. Let me let me get into you. Like, what were some of your fondest memories of just playing a game as a as a uh, um, growing up and things of that matter, if you had like an older brother or something. So, um, like I said, I'm the oldest of two, and okay. me and my brother okay. were basically like twins at, at the most. We were we were only a year and a half apart, um, so we had to share everything for years. Like ah, years. we had to so share was, the console. It was plenty turns. of fights. It, it was, was oh, it was plenty of fights. You know, <laughs> over who could play the single player games, over you know winning at the. <laughs> I've had controllers thrown in my head. We no, like, old fist fights, and like <laughs> I've never gotten in a fight with no one else. But if when the day comes. I feel like me and my brother's fights have prepared me for anything. Not to make we karate <laughs> together, so. Oh, oh, hey, I don't want no part in you, man. <laughs> we, was tear, we was tearing stuff up. CDs would get broken, like, oh, um, wow. RPGs would get cracked. It was bad. Like, it was it was something else. But So, how did your parents deal with this? <laughs> they would just take it away. At that point, that made me straighten up, because I couldn't stand losing my games. But, you know, he, yeah. he really didn't, he didn't care. <laughs> like, yeah. at all. But, you know. One of the things I miss most, I think, is, like, split screen. Like, you know, your friends right. coming over, four of you playing on one TV, or, like, during the Xbox days, you linking consoles together, and, like, you playing in one room, they playing in another. Those were really, like, the days. Like, just fond memories, like, with my homeboys. Like, they're the reason I got this Halo 2 tattoo on my arm. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I was yeah. just, I was so fond of those days that, like, I just don't want to ever forget them. So every time I look at my arm, I just think about, you know, the time we would go to this church after school and play on, like, two big TVs. Like, it was, it was crazy. So those are kind of the, the most fond memories I have of gaming uh, back in the day. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's cool. I'm transferring back to you, coach. All right. So uh, let's, let's talk about uh, your software engineering. So would you say, well, first off, tell, tell me what does a software engineer do? I basically just code. Um, so in particular, I um, I work on webs. I work on our website. I work at uh, Pandora. Oh, cool. uh, okay. Well, now it's Sirius XM Pandora. We right. got uh, we merged. Um, wow. Last year, or so so I work I work on the website and things related to web, like mobile web, ten um, foot stuff um, that that's HTML related. So um, most of what I do is around TypeScript, React. Um, JavaScript based things that, of that nature. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do for a nine to five or 
10 to 4, however I feel, it's, it's whatever. Tech is great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did gaming get you into this? So you could say that because I, I used to want to make video games at one point. Wow. Then I took computer science in high school, and that was really more of um, – that was a whole different language compared to what I do now, and it just really didn't stick. So I actually ended up trying to get into marketing more like more so – just so I can, you know, advertise games or like, you know, help games advertise, do campaigns and stuff like that. Um, so I got my marketing degree from Morehouse College, which I'm sure y'all are familiar with down there. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, you know, everybody and their mama want their son to be a Morehouse man. Like, I just got lucky and got a scholarship. But I did marketing there. And then after that, I went to this school to do graphic design for advertising, which was also in Atlanta. But I also realized I couldn't draw. So I jumped into their web development program and that just, that stuck because HTML and CSS were a lot easier than C++ and Java. So yeah, and binary codes and things like that. Huh? Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different, like, you know, people always ask me like, you know, do you know how to make an app? And I'm just like, no, that's a whole different language. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, Apple has their own language for coding apps on there and then Android has their own as well. So it's, it's all very different. Like we have a, uh, we have an Apple team, we have an Android team, and we have us on web. And it's it's all very different. But yeah. um, my love of video games was always there. I mean, I still played online, like after school and stuff like that. So it just it just never really went anywhere. Um, so it was, just, you know. it was just that you had to try to prepare yourself to get to a state where you could be financially stable to play games. You know. Yeah, because you know, after a while, my my parents and my family stopped buying the games for us. So we usually had to wait around till Christmas or birthdays to get the gifts. Luckily, me and my brother's birthdays and Christmas were all spread out pretty well. <laughs> so, you know, we'd have new games like year round just as gifts or whatever little money we would get for our birthday. We'd buy a game or a console. Um, so, you know, I knew that if I wanted to keep my passion going, I had to get into a career that that paid. Right. Yeah. And it helps that a lot of people in this industry in software engineering web development tech etc are also just as nerdy as i am so we talk video games all the time so you oh, know yeah. a lot of times that'll get you in the door for a job interview or get you in the door for a job in tech because because everybody and their mama is a gamer so yeah i mean that's how i feel that anybody technological wise got into anything with technologies because of games you know mm -hmm. playing them as an early child, it just builds up, builds up, and then you're like, hey, I really love this. I want to get into this or that, Take, you know, graphic design or that matter. It all started to me, everything of a basis of technology started because of us nowadays just playing games. You know? Yeah, you know, gaming used to be so taboo. Like, you know, if you were a gamer, you were a nerd, like you were outcast, like, you know, Corey yeah. was saying. Now it's like, it's pop culture. Like, you know, there are rappers, celebrities, act, uh, actors, you know, that play yes. games openly and like really just super open about watching anime and all sorts of other nerdy stuff, playing card games, playing board games. Like, it's, so I got, oh, go ahead, Ghost. I, I'm sorry, but uh, you mentioned that. And my brother, man, like I said, he's five years, uh, he was five grades ahead of me. He's four years mm -hmm. older than me. Uh, okay. This Joker, man, will watch like Super Sentai from, uh, <laughs> Like like year a year or two before it comes to America, um, for the folks yeah. that know, Super Sentai is the the stock footage for Power Rangers. So he'll watch like the Japanese version of Power Rangers a year or two before it comes over here. And I remember, you know, people used to try to pick on me about my brother watching Power Rangers, and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> he's five years older than me, y'all. Like, 
and he's a grown <laughs> man at this point. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. He's out of high school. Like, he, he can do what he wants. And it's just yeah. funny because they was like, man, you know, right. you know uh, uh, but like you said, you got guys yeah. like RDC World, uh, you, and man. King Vader, like, yeah. you know, yeah. the list yes. goes on. And the beauty of it was, like, you know, I feel like an outcast of high school, but once I got to college, yeah. like, I went, you know, Morehouse HBCU, it's blurred everywhere. So I didn't feel so left yeah. out anymore. Then you have rappers like Lupe Fiasco and Charles Gambino just kind of, like, got in your way because it's like, you know, they're into this stuff too. You don't feel so outcast anymore. If anything, you feel special. Right. So I yep. took that and ran with it and just became this confident nerd that wasn't afraid to share his interests with the world. I just didn't care anymore. It's like, you know, if you go pick on me, then that's your problem. Yeah, and uh, I got to say what you said coming into college and things like me coming from an all-black high school um, where coach was our teacher and the coach. Um, you know, anime was a whole new language. Like, if we mm -hmm. saw somebody that was on anime, we were like, oh, like, we understand Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. But if you come with something like Black Clover or something yeah. like that, they were like, man, what is you, like, you know, you would be clown. Like, what is mm -hmm. this you're watching? But now you get in college, people talk about anime all the time. And I'm like, wow, like, this is a whole new language. I feel like just in college by itself, you, you are more accepted because it's more people like you no matter yeah, yeah. what what you are or anything so that's what i kind of yeah. had to say about that from coming to college to uh from high school to college so yeah what college are you at uh now uh the university of southern mississippi okay cool so yeah 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 hbcu family okay no no i'm sorry i'm sorry man oh i was thinking southern my bad i'm sorry i was thinking southern grambling like yeah. my bad yeah yeah it's all good man i almost not, went not, to the is nice but <laughs> yeah <I'm> a... <laughs> that's my mistake <laughs> but uh going into that what's some of your um i heard you uh speak on halo League of Legends, all these type of games. Sonic, what is your top three all-time favorite games? Just straight off the bat. At the top is Halo 2. Like, Correct. no matter what, I will never turn my back on that game. Um, I can't even name one. It's like probably just any Sonic game you could put in number two. Like, I've enjoyed almost every Sonic game I've played. There are some I haven't played, like, two, like Sonic 2006. I just – I don't think I have it in me to play that. <laughs> <laughs> that garbage i don't it would break my heart but it's sonic adventure 2 or sonic the hedgehog 2 were like kind of the spectrum on where i land with sonic games and um three i, I want to say three three is always a little tough but like you know the final fantasy series is like one of my favorites as well like it's somewhere between 10 and like like maybe 14 is like the mmo version where you play online with a whole bunch of other people i've been I really enjoy that story. Like, that's probably my favorite story-based uh, game, I would say. Okay. Okay, cool. So, so uh, just to recap it, Halo 2, Sonic, Final Fantasy. Got you. Got you. So, um, uh, we saw, like, lately, the new game around town is Among Us. So, have mm -hmm. you been playing Among Us like that, or you got some clips out there? Or something I, that I can watch on that, man. I want to see you in action. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played a little bit of Among Us with um, some other streamers that I know. Like, I'll hop in their lobbies or whatever and play with them. Um, I did put a clip on my Instagram not too long ago. I think it was last week or the week before. Um, and I got some other stuff coming in my YouTube recap for the month. Okay. Uh, you shout out to, yeah, go ahead and shout out all your uh, – Yeah. Oh, for I mean, for the most part, YouTube and Twitch is last Black Spartan, spelled, spelled the way it is on Zoom. Uh, yeah. Twitter is last BLK Spartan because 
it wouldn't fit. And uh, someone has my name on Instagram, so it's the last Black Spartan seven on Instagram. All right, all right. I'll send I'll send you a link after if you want to uh if you want to share with anybody like you know I'm trying to I'm out here trying to grow. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You got some coach? Nah, man. Well, we just gonna wrap it up. We're running short on time, but uh, RJ, last Black Spartan, man, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, and dropping that knowledge. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah, dropping that, that knowledge, man. We we plan on doing a Black History special. Uh, definitely want you to come on and represent for the esports side and whatever sure. else. Uh, and just software engineering, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're an inspiration yeah. to all of us, man. Yeah, man. I'm glad you know. Glad to be a part of it. Thanks for having me. You know, always dope to see you know black men doing their thing, doing their podcasts and stuff like that. Um, you know, once it get to a certain point, let me know. I'll see if I can get you guys in touch with Pandora. Get on Pandora. Uh, you know, once we get All to right. a good point with podcasts, we're still growing that business out a little bit. But you know, it was this, this was great, my first podcast, really. So this, you know, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're good. We're definitely gonna have you on again, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.